Hey, Prime members, you can listen to That Scene with Dan Patrick ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. We're good, streaky! Yes! Do you have anything on? Uh, just what they refer to in the business as a marble pouch. <laughs> it almost looks more pornographic than just being straight nude. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dan Patrick, and this is IMDb's That Scene with Dan Patrick, an Amazon original, the podcast where I talk to some of Hollywood's top actors, directors, and producers about some of their most iconic scenes that have defined their careers, helped shape the cinematic landscape, and have even become fixtures in pop culture. Today, we're talking with Will Ferrell about that scene in Old School where he went streaking, and nobody else did. Old School was written and directed by Todd Phillips back in 2003, that film was made for $24 million. It went on to make $87 million, solidifying Will's box office draw. I called in a little early, didn't you? Do you need me to call back? I think you know what? Good. I can hear it in your voice. Let me call back. <laughs> <laughs> so when you get the script, what scene makes you go, hmm? The scene that made me pause, and I, I thought, oh, that would be funny, but I really wasn't thinking the fact that I actually had to execute it was the streaking. And I thought, oh, that's really funny. A guy tries to lead, you know, what he thinks is a, a, a group of people streaking through the quad, only to find out no one's following him. That's a really funny premise. But I sometimes, for some reason, I don't know why, forget that I actually have to execute these things and until the night before. And I'm, I'm like, oh, right, we've got to do that scene tomorrow. And then you still kind of forget about it until you're, you're in a robe on a Honolulu Avenue in Montrose, California, rehearsing this running down the street. And, and then the moment comes where you have to drop the robe and you just have to go for it. And the front half of the scene where I have to, in front of Snoop Dogg, run off the stage those were moments that I was thinking, this either works or it's, it's over. What's the night before like, though? <laughs> well, it's a mixture of, like, be careful what you wish for, why did I agree to this, with, well, this is what I do, this is what I get paid to do, so. <laughs> discuss with the wife? No, no need to discuss. She's like, good luck. <laughs> good luck for you. Frank! Hey, honey. Hey. What the hell are you doing? We're streaking. We're going up through the quad to the gymnasium. Who's streaking? There's, there's more coming. Frank, get in the car. Everybody's doing it. Now. Okay. Do you have anything on? Just what they refer to in the business as a marble pouch. <laughs> yes. So you have to tuck Which your... Which almost looks more pornographic than just being straight <laughs> nude. <laughs> so you got to tuck the twig and berries in there. You cinch it up around the twigs and berries. It was Todd Phillips' idea. He's like, why don't you back into the car butt first to the ladies? I'm like, ah, didn't think of that. You're right. That's a two for one. It hides the pouch and provides a good visual. What was the weather like that night? 
It was balmy. Oh, what? okay. Yeah, I didn't no know. Oh, so because yeah. I w- I was assuming shrinkage, but maybe that there was. I was giving <laughs> no, you the no, benefit no. of the doubt there. <laughs> <laughs> there was. Uh, it was perfect weather conditions to avoid shrinkage. How many takes did you do? Under ten. <laughs> <laughs> did Todd make you do more just to well, see if you do more? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but. You know, once you do three takes of anything, you forget, and then you're like, you're fine. You could do it a hundred times. You kind of get over yourself, and it's a very strange thing to lose yourself in the scene and forget that there are cameras there recording it for an, a future audience and for a lifetime. <laughs> and you're a runner, but did you yeah. did you run differently as Frank the Tank? Well, I, I kind of had to run like a, I was wasted, so that was kind of fun. <laughs> You know, you have to run at a certain speed. It's very technical, Dan. Of course. You you can't get too fast. The camera has to follow you at a certain thing. But the best part was you've got all the ADs and the PAs locking up traffic to make sure there aren't civilians walking through the scene and and that we uh, don't have cars that aren't driven by stunt people and things like that. This street, it's in Pasadena, kind of looks like a kind of a main street in an East Coast town. So they have all these, like, pretty little storefronts, one of which was a gym after work, uh, everyone's getting their workout in six o'clock at night and, uh, people are on the treadmills and right in the window and no one has told them there's going to be a man running naked. The first take I'm running, I'm doing my lines, but I'm hearing muffled shrieks. Um, I'm hearing off in the distance, like, Oh, <laughs> it's the people on their treadmills screeching. And then by the third take, the gym was cleared out. Everyone just left. (laughs) Woo! Woo! We're streaking! We're streaking! Woo! Woo! Uh, How did you think you looked? I didn't look as bad as I thought I'd look. Did you try to get in shape just for that scene? No, 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 no. 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 Because Frank wouldn't look Frank wouldn't have, yeah, I wouldn't have, uh, yeah. It's not like I, I could get buff for my... My streaking scene. But you show up, and of course, you're supposed to be on your best behavior at the party, and then you're not going to drink any beer. And then, like, what makes Frank go all in? There was just that part of him that uh, was trapped in suburban, you know, lifestyle that uh, he just couldn't contain. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate it, but I told my wife I wouldn't drink tonight. Um, actually, pretty nice little Saturday. We're, uh, we're going to go to Home Depot. Stuff like that. Maybe Bed Bath & Beyond. I don't know. I don't know if we'll have enough time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? Give me that thing. I'll do one. I'll do one. We're going to do one. Do one. He just was going to try one beer bong. That's all he was going to try. <laughs> yeah. Dan, you can't try one beer bong. No, you can't. But who came up with the line about having more? It tastes uh, so There was no line there. It was just like, okay, I'll try one, and then... I just was kind of filling the space. I just, I, it just came to me after I had it. I just was like, oh, it tastes so sweet when it hits your, it, it, it's your lips. <laughs> like I was trying to relate to these kids. And, uh, <laughs> so that's not scripted. Well, what does the scene say? I think I was just like, no, I can't. Okay, I'll just have one. And then I begin to drink from the beer bong. But he and, doesn't uh, have any lines in that scene. I don't think so. I think I was just supposed to drink it and just kind of, you know, begin to, uh, my de-evolution there. What were you drinking? You know, Oh, duels. Oh, so non-alcoholic yeah. beer. Yeah. 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 
<laughs> and then you go out and Snoop is ready to rap. The Snoop part of the scene, it was shot in the schedule way down. In fact, it was the last day slash night of shooting. And we had some issues in between takes of getting Snoop out of his trailer. <laughs> between the, uh, the video games and the medicinal products he was ingesting, it would take an hour or two. We'd, we'd do one setup and we'd, he'd be down. Snoop would be down for an hour. You're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with global dining access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Oh, okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. So... <laughs> It turned into Vince and I entertaining the crowd to just credit because we had, you know, four or 500 background people there. There was a DJ, you know, and so we just were like dancing, entertaining the crowd. And that night I put the O'Doul's aside and used, used the real stuff. Oh, the hard stuff. Yeah. But, but how hard is that to shoot a scene, sort of shoot a scene, but then to come back and trying to recapture what you're supposed to be feeling. Yeah, you're just, I mean, you're just trying to figure out where you were and match what you had previously done. You might watch like the playback from what we had shot up to that point and just try to put yourself in the same sweaty mindset. But that was pretty easy. All I, I just had to stumble out there naked and say, we're going streaking. When I grabbed Bishop Don Mack's green hat, which he did not like, uh, he didn't know that was coming either. Super loop! Super No, it's cool. It's cool. I'm cool. Bring bring your green hat. Let's go. Come on everybody, we're going. Here we go. Man, man. Man, put the music back on. Let's get the party back cracking up. Did they understand what the hell was going on? I don't think so. Snoop's yeah. Snoop's group. <laughs> I don't think they were told. I think Todd liked it. You know, he, he liked surprises like that. So I think it was just like, you're going to be performing and then something's going to happen. What reaction did you get from that scene? Because you have a couple of lines in there that, yeah. you know, people still use. It always seems to happen at a lot of men's rooms in sporting events. I was at the Kings game, uh, LA Kings hockey. True to form, someone yelled, you're my boy, Blue, and let's go streaking. And Blue! Yes, sir. Do you trust that I do not want to see you die here tonight? Sir, yes, sir. Blue, you're my boy! Thank you, sir. Did you ever slip into a screening to watch Old School just to get crowd reaction? I'm trying to think. I feel like we were doing press for the movie, and Luke and Vince and I went and watched one of the press screens with them. And we, we were kind of 
getting the feeling that some people liked it and other people didn't. But we were like, God, we loved it. We thought it came out good. <laughs> what, was, what was the negative reaction or reviews about? Uh, just that it's, you know, sophomoric and all the kind of negative things you get from people who are comedy haters. And we kind of, you know, criticize what we fear the most. We, what we don't understand, we usually have the heaviest criticism for. And that's, I find that a lot with critics with comedy. They're probably not funny people themselves. So why are they going to think something is funny? And it's so difficult to make people laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, yeah, we sat with audiences and was like, this movie works great. But I think at that time, like I said, you know, the movie had been messed with scheduling wise and, and things like that, that no one was going into it uh, thinking it was going to be a juggernaut. But you, uh, Luke and, and Vince Vaughn, did you guys call yourselves the wolf pack? There was a term on set getting wolf packed. That's when for no reason <laughs> everyone would gang up on on one of the other guys. You just and beat them up? It could happen. No, it, it happened verbally. But for no reason, you would just get ganged up on. You get wolf-packed. Uh, you get wolf-packed, yeah. But, but then didn't Todd Phillips take wolf He took that term and used it in Hangover. Yeah. I didn't see any credit. I didn't see <laughs> Trust me. Trust me. I, I scoured. <laughs> I still, I'm, I've, I'm always fascinated with the script read-through. And then, yeah. like, you read it, and everybody kind of laughs a little bit there. And then once you get on set, like, the difference yeah. of going from sitting there in a, you know, sterilized room or something, you know, and then yeah. all of a sudden you're out doing it. Like, how, how different is that? Some people will use it as a litmus test, and, and I've seen so many different variations. I've been, like, for instance, at old school, that read-through was very quiet, it did not translate into how funny the movie was going to be. And then you have a movie like Elf where we had no read-through. And then Anchorman, we had multiple read-throughs as we were trying to get the movie financed. And that script was so fun to read in front of an audience. So it's good to just hear it out loud just as an exercise and, and just to think about where you might want to rewrite certain areas. But it definitely does not mean that it's going to work once you get it up on its feet and vice versa. You can't be thrown by a really quiet read through like old school. I think we rehearsed a lot and a lot of other movies. We, there wasn't one day of rehearsal. You just kind of show up and you just kind of make it up as you're going along. So it can happen any number of ways, but once you're up on your feet with the scene, it, there are times where you're, you're thinking, does this, is this part feeling strange here? Should we just leave this part out? It kind of naturally finds its way, I feel like, in the rhythm of doing a scene. You know, at SNL, I'd been doing seven seasons of <laughs> a read-through every week, and so much of getting your sketch picked was how much you committed to it at the read-through. So it was second nature for me to stand up on the table or run around the room or whatever you needed to kind of you know, articulate the sketch. When we did the old school read through, I was like guns a blazing. And uh, Vince looked at me at one point and was like, easy, Tiger. Jeez, you got the job. Relax. And uh, <laughs> I was like, what? I could That's see how you that. read through. Yeah, uh, I, I could see that. Just tell me you kept the sneakers from old school, the streaking scene. Oh, yeah, I have them. Yeah. Like where? They're in my house. Like you don't wear them anymore, do you? Oh, sure. Why? Yeah. I just, I don't know. I'll still wear them every now and then. But, I don't wear them a lot. 
What do you take? And who picked your uh, running shoes? That was just part of wardrobe. Those green Adidas. I wore them into the studio that one time. Oh, I know. And I thought you were wearing them to give them to me for the man cave. Yeah, no, that didn't. That didn't. That was not the. That didn't happen. That didn't happen at all. No, and I was, I was shocked. I still have to contribute something to the man cave. What do you have that you'd be willing to share? I think I've got a signed jersey of. Um, why am I blanking on his name? Guard for the Knicks at the time. But, Nate, uh, Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson. Bingo. I've got a signed one of those weird Nick jerseys, almost like a St. Patrick green with the orange lettering. I'm going to give that to the to the yeah, but, No, but that's Nate Robinson. That yeah, is, I know. That's nothing to do with you. Exactly. That's why I think you'll, you'll love it. I haven't signed it at all. It's from Nate. How about your coin purse? Didn't you have My a, uh, marble sack? Yeah, your marble sack. No, they, ke- they kept that. Oh, they did? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't have my own personal one. Oh, you do or you don't? No, I don't. Oh, I, you don't. Hey, uh, maybe something that's like movie related. Now not- with coronavirus, I may want to keep my own. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand. Does it spread that way? No, uh, not yet. We don't know. No, yeah. I don't know. And there's no, no, no need to take yeah. a chance on your right. marble purse there. But... <laughs> Yeah, maybe something movie related. Like a, the like marble a, sack is standard issue for every <laughs> wardrobe truck on any shoot. Just so you know. <laughs> but but like the Ron Burgundy suit, like you you don't wear no, that. I don't wear that. Yeah. Like, do, do you have anything that you put aside? Like the elf suit? Did you keep the elf suit? No, the elf suit they didn't give me. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think to get that one. Why not? I have the um, prosthetic balls from uh, Step Brothers. Now that if I if I was really generous, I would give you those. But the, the, those stay with me. Those are still great to pull out at dinner parties. <laughs> what about you, you? Just you put them under under a, a dish there, and they lift yeah, it exactly. up and... under a beautiful silver uh, serving tray and unveil them to my guests. Yeah, but where's your samurai sword? Yeah, I don't have that. I do have a samurai sword in my office. What about the Trans M? Does Frank? Getting oh, it. I don't know. I don't know what happened to that. Kevin Costner said he got to keep the Mustang from Bull Durham. Yeah, that's like what, eighty-seven. So, By the time I rolled around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, thank you. Sure, Dan. Hopefully, we'll cross paths soon. Okay. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye, bye. New episodes of IMDb's That Scene with Dan Patrick are available exclusively on Amazon Music. Please make sure to follow us in the Amazon Music app to get every episode. IMDb's That Scene with Dan Patrick was created, hosted, and produced by me, Dan Patrick. It's also produced by Brendan Pike, edited by Nathan Moody, and executive produced by Paul Anderson, Nick Pinella, and Andrew Greenwood for Workhouse Media. IMDb's That Scene with Dan Patrick is a production of Dan Patrick Productions and IMDb in association with Workhouse Media. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to That Scene with Dan Patrick ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com slash survey.